I'm Tori. I'm Julia. And I'm Sam. And this is Discontent, a podcast about nothing and for no one. The whole world is burning down, so yeah. let's talk about Pixar. <laughs> yeah. Every first of all, everything's really bad. How are you how are y'all doing? How are you holding up? I have the flu. Probably. Are you are you sure it's not the Rona? I haven't gotten <laughs> tested, but I wanna let people that should get tested get tested. I'll just stay home. It's fine. Well, if you're going in tomorrow, <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know. I think I kind of want to just go to my classroom and not talk to anybody. So I might just do that and be like, hey guys, I'm just going to be in this room by myself and put a sign up. Do you have any like- novelty hazmat suits that you could wear? <laughs> Well, I'm trying to also just tell them that they shouldn't put all of the teachers in the entire building in the same room to have a meeting, because that seems the opposite of social distancing. It is, in fact, workplace proximity <laughs> in. So if my uh, if my email suggestion gets shot down, I might have to reevaluate. I'm planning on working from home, so that's I'm just going to be in my house with my dogs staring at a window until Friday when Animal Crossing comes out. Yeah, I'm still... I haven't been told to work from home yet but I, I assume it's only a matter of time and there's only like three people in my office so yeah that probably helps yeah we have the, the kids have three weeks off and then spring break so i will not see students until april 17th all right which is wild are you teaching over the internet or are you just giving them like packets? Yeah. Oh, okay you are teaching over the well internet. i mean i'm not like gonna be videoing myself i'm just gonna be giving them like other people's because there are plenty of teachers who put youtube videos online that are pretty good. So I'll just put those up and then have them do online stuff. So mm. it's fine. I was at a wedding last night, regardless of the quarantine. Let's not talk about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I was sitting with the teacher at a table and she was like, yeah, we're just giving them a packet of three weeks worth of work and hoping they're doing it. And then they're going to come back and either have done it or not have done it. And I was like, that seems rough. Yeah, some teachers did that. The, the copy maker got a lot of got a lot of action yesterday and the day beforehand. Oh. But uh the yeah, it'll it just, just depends. Some teachers it's some teachers use the internet and others don't. So some people it will be easier than others. Yeah, I feel like a lot of professors, especially like older ones who can barely get a projector working on a good day, are gonna have a lot of trouble over the next uh couple of weeks. Man, the coronavirus is revealing so much about our society, huh? Yeah. Yeah. About how bad the, it is. Yeah. Yeah, the problems in our society, like old people not using the internet. That's the main problem. <laughs> Definitely isn't like people not having sick leave. Adapt! Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's not the infrastructure of our uh, our working society. It's the it's the technology. It is. It is exactly that. It's not the fact that we could have had universal health care, but don't. <laughs> So, speaking of things that make me sad, uh, Dilly, you want to talk about Pixar movies? (laughs) Yeah, well, we all saw Onward this week, right? Yes, we did. Yes. Yeah, it was good, right? Um, Before we do that, can we just acknowledge how much anger there was in my in the base of my stomach for the entirety of the maggie simpson nonsense. oh yeah it was yeah, by far the worst part of the movie worst yeah. part it didn't help so after 30 minutes of previews i was ready for some kind of like cute pixar short like i watched all of the shorts that they posted on disney plus the ones that we hadn't seen in movies yet like the pearl one with the yarn and the cat and the dog and there's a lot of cute ones on there and I was like ready for something new, but nope, Maggie Simpson having a heterosexual yeah, relationship. Hetero babies at age, <laughs> at age one. Like, guys, come on. Don't you love it, it when even the babies are heteronormative? <laughs> it, it was a lot. I also I also felt a pure revulsion when she like fluffed his hair, but it's just like I, I don't know. The Simpsons I I guess the aesthetic works sometimes but like when she was touching the little curl of hair on his head and it's the exact same color as the rest of his body and it just looked like skin play-doh i don't know <laughs> i had a i had a big problem with that i had a big issue with that it also just like the the simpsons logo at the end where they like put mickey in the audience of it i was like nope michael scott nope don't like that <laughs> yeah disney's uh disney's whole thing is really starting to welcome to the family me. Yeah, yeah, it's starting Ominous. to grate on me in a way that is very unpleasant. I just are we gonna have to start seeing like 
Disney shorts after Marvel movies instead of uh, like after after trailer scenes. I don't understand. I am telling you, we're all going to be wearing Mickey hats and going to our Mickey jobs. Well, Disney will be everything. Coronavirus crippled the in the <laughs> Disney tourist industry. So, yeah, yeah, they'll That's expand true. out to other things. They're fixing our roads. <laughs> no, Domino's is already doing that. Domino's is already doing that. <laughs> I talked to a, so uh, I'm a policy student, for those of you who don't know, and we had someone from the Ohio Department of Transportation come in and, like, give an actual lecture about, like, gas taxes and road fixing and all these other things, and I raised my hand and asked if the Domino's paving for pizza (laughs) campaign was real, and she was like, no. (laughs) She was like, they do not have jurisdiction on any county roads other than, like, the small neighborhood ones so like you can't really get them to come pay for pizza well i mean if it's your neighborhood i guess that'd be helpful (laughs) they could do just your road i guess uh as far as the movie itself i thought on onward was cute it was fine it was pretty good what about you guys i thought it was good um i you will see in my ranking that it doesn't like it doesn't get that high up there but it's fine it's like a middling kind of pixar movie you know, yeah, I got I got a little woobly towards the end when he was realizing that his the real dad was the friend who got the way. But I never actually like broke into tears or anything. I enjoyed the movie though. Like I would I would see it again. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I mean, tear tearing up is par for the course in a Pixar movie for me. Like I'm not gonna not tear up yeah. at any you know emotional climax, but like you know it was it was not the most emotional I've been in a Pixar movie, and it was probably no. not the most I've laughed in a Pixar movie. It was a pretty fine Pixar movie. I think the concept's really interesting, and it's it's kind of funny, because I'm actually reading a book right now that's very similar of, like, fantasy world, but with modern technology. And yeah. so I like that, like, aesthetic a lot. I just, yeah. I don't know. I, it it was a very bog-standard kind of plot, which I think is what, what's, uh, you know, brought it down for me, personally. Yeah, it was a little bit paint-by-numbers in a few ways. But, like, the world the world was cool. It's very Pixar classic in terms of, like, family stuff, dad stuff, you know. One dead parent. Yeah. Or at least it was the dad. At least it wasn't the mom. At least it wasn't a Disney mom dies. Like, they, they circumnavigated that, uh, my, circumvented that. My main criticism trope. of it is actually, like, you have Julia Louise Dreyfus as the mom, and you did, like, nothing of interest with that character, which is a shame. Cause, yeah, I mean, she should have left the cop and dated the manticore. That should have been the end of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, there was so much more you could do with that. Like, I, this is my, this is a general criticism of how, like, Pixar and Disney handles, like, female characters. But, like, the mom is just kind of treated as, it's, all their mom characters are, like, the same kind of character. Kind of. Hey, don't background. worry, guys. As the cop said, it gets better. <laughs> god i mean she did at least have a like i assumed that the the boys would run off and we wouldn't hear from the mom again at all so the fact that she had any kind of storyline i was like oh okay well at least she gets to have something going on yeah i mean i can't speak to it because i don't have a dead parent but i did see the movie with someone who does have a dead parent and it did resonate in some ways though yeah again both of our uh, main criticism was, like, there was no real any... There wasn't any, like, substance to the relationship with the mom, which is weird. Like, I feel like when you lose a parent, you have, like, a very different relationship with your living parent. And, and, like, I think it's interesting. Like, Finding Nemo is also a movie that has a dead parent. But, again, it's all about the dad. The mom isn't mentioned again. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Pixar is just very bad at handling moms in general. Well, and too, like, I I get that his brother is his dad now. I don't know. Yeah, um, yeah. But, <laughs> but like, it would have been, wouldn't it have made a lot more sense if his mom did all that stuff yeah, with like, him? Yeah, his mom was also there. <laughs> like, she know? probably, like, I, I don't know. It, there's not, do we know how old the older brother was when I mean, he, he the dad died? Like, he seems like he was probably a 
probably pretty young, like three. Like a toddler, right? Yeah. yeah like so it's four, not like yeah. it's not like his dad taught him how to ride a bike. It was probably his mom that yeah, taught him how to ride a bike. And then I guess he taught his younger brother and the mom was just like, bye. Yeah. But that realization wouldn't feed into a, uh, you know, a, a brotherhood, a brotherhood movie. So they have to like <laughs> retcon the guy's life. And be like, no, yeah, no, taught. no relationship guess. with moms. Brother is my dad now. Brother is dad now. Relationship ended with mom. Brother is dad now. Uh, okay, so I can start going through my list, and I'll go from the bottom to the top because I think we can. Like, I mean, I have some stuff to yell about <laughs> at the beginning. So God, you get it's that gonna be cars. It it's is gonna, gonna be fucking cars. cars. <laughs> the worst, the worst Pixar movie by like a long, long mile is Cars Two. It is, it is so bad. I know neither of you have seen this movie, and for good nope. reason. And I only <laughs> force never myself, will probably. I only force myself to watch it out of completeness, and it's it's uh-huh. so fucking bad, you guys. It's so <laughs> bad. Like as as we'll get to later, the first Cars movie is actually pretty high on my personal list, mostly for shame like, her, shame reasons. her. No, I am right that my Shame. opinions are my own, but Shame. also they're right, and I am not accepting criticism. Shame! <laughs> no. All right, so are you telling me that Larry the Cable Guy can't carry a movie, Delia? Is that what it's, you're saying here? It's Okay, the plot is obviously garbage, and Larry the Cable Guy is garbage, oh, no. and the whole thing is garbage. <laughs> I want to make that clear. The entire, like, the plot is really bad. It's like a weird spy cars movie, and like... There's some plot in there. Whatever. There's, like, an assassination attempt. Whatever. It doesn't matter. None of that actually matters. It's really what got me about both Cars 2 and, to an extent, Cars 3 is just how little thought went into, like, developing the Cars universe. Which, like, Pixar is generally pretty good at, like, their world-building stuff. Like, they have a lot of fun with it, and it tends to be pretty creative. But it's, like... For these movies, they were like, we're not going to think about this anymore. And also, maybe Owen Wilson was, like, sick for me- for a long, long time. <laughs> like, maybe Owen Wilson, because Owen Wilson was there, but he had, like, two scenes. So maybe he was just, like, he had a cold for three years, so they couldn't actually get him to be on screen. And so they had to do all maybe this other Maybe he had job. other things to do, and he didn't want to do no. a car sequel. No, he has nothing else to do. Have <laughs> yeah, you no, seen his yeah. career? <laughs> He's in every Wes Anderson movie. He's in every Wes Anderson movie standing what? in a Wes very Anderson makes a movie background. like every five years. So he has no excuse. And also, yes, he stands in the background. You don't yeah. have to be on set that long. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but the thing, the one scene in Cars 2 that broke me the most is there's this one scene where, so basically the main plot thing that happens is that like, Owen Wilson and Larry the Cable Guy get into a fight about how, like, stupid and useless he is, basically. And so he, he like, he Love gets, it. he's, like, sad, and so he goes home, because they're, like, in Europe for a race, whatever. But, and the way the other characters find out that Mater has left is it's, it cuts to a scene of them, they're, like, in a fancy hotel in Europe, and there's a giant piece of paper on the ground, like hotel uh-huh. parchment paper, that, that Mater has written a letter being like, I'm going to go home now because I'm sad. And <laughs> and I just kept thinking, there's a giant piece of paper on the ground. <laughs> How? Like... And it was, he had written on it ostensibly with like a pen, but how and where and what? And I was just. Well, that, I, I, he has a, he has a hook, right? That was the moment that really fucked me up. Cause I was like, you Are we ignoring my hook comment? Yeah, or? I'm ignoring your hook comment cause I can't handle, I can't handle, I can't even entertain the thought of like how they do things. Cause it's so fucking unbelievable and stupid like you know how in the first cars movie like there's not that much like other stuff you know like there's not like they don't have weird accessories or like phones or really you know it's just like a bunch of cars and they do car things right and like the second and third ones they've like done away with that layer of like you know of like distance from like human things like there are scenes where like there are like microphones and they're just regular microphones or like there's a like 
uh, like, film reel player. And I'm like, how are you operating these things? Because they're not even, you didn't even try. You just put, like, human appliances around, but then cars. And it's And so, there are no humans in and there the are no entire humans. franchise. And okay. It's just, and, okay, and what, one, one other thing about Cars, and then I'll stop, but in both <laughs> Cars 2 and Cars 3, they imply that leaking oil is the equivalent of pissing, and it makes me so mad. I'm like, is oil So what's bleeding? Piss? I don't know! <laughs> I don't know! Like, in Cars 3, there's, like, the big crash, you know, like, the fucking, the dramatic, you know, the dramatic trailer that came out for Cars 3 where you see him, Yes, like, where you see yeah. him die yeah, and or you're whatever. Like, you're like, are we gonna watch this car die? So that happens in Cars 3 where, like, he gets into a crash and it's like, ooh, a bad accident. And then the scene afterwards, like, he's he's had to, ha- like, have his paint redone or whatever and he's just in a primer paint layer. I'm like, what? What is it? Is it skin? Is it clothes? <laughs> is is oil piss our cars, shoes, or socks or feet? What is is there a soul in the car? What's inside the car? What, so tires, I thought were hands. No, tires the are front just tires. The front tires. The front tires are hands. hands. Yeah, but there's a scene where like don't they wave using off, their tires? No, there's a scene where he takes off where. He takes off all of his tires, and then he's just like, he's like, oh no, I gotta get more tires. So it's like, are they shoes? Are they his well, feet? I feel like it's Toy Story-ish, where like, you know, Buzz is okay. gets ripped off, okay, and like, see, he's I, fine. I, yes, see, I wanna go there where like, you know, a car is just a car, it doesn't have to be anthropomorphized, but then it the movie anthropomorphizes it by being, there's literally a scene in Cars 2 where Mater like has an oil leak, and he's like, oh no, and everyone acts like it's like an acts it's like the equivalent of a man pissing himself on stage. And then so he <laughs> excuses himself to a bathroom. And in the bathroom, he's they're in Japan, so the bathroom is like a weird Japanese bidet toilet with a bunch of buttons. And I'm like, what? He goes into so the stall. So does he stall. get an oil change in there? I don't know, because he just goes into the stall and is confused by the so buttons. So who performs like oil a- changes on cars if they're all cars? The other cars! I don't so know. It's like changing a diaper. I don't know. I don't know. I just I've been upset about this for days and days and days. <laughs> so I know I know planes is not canonical no, with the cars no. universe, but it's Disney, not Pixar. But didn't planes introduce like that bugs were also planes? And, like, they would be what? smart enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, in the first Cars movie, there's, like, one brief clip where you, like, look down and there's, like, little bugs on, like, the grass, but they're tiny cars. And it's never yeah. addressed again. Never again. So, like, <laughs> so, like there are other organisms that are smaller than Supposedly, full-sized cars. They never. So, theoretically. So, like, are there animals? Like, is there no. a monkey car? Well, well or a okay. monkey plane? In the first one, <laughs> they establish that, like, tractors are, like, cows because... They go cow tipping. There's like a scene where they right, go cow right. tipping. Right. And that's like one of the things where it's like, okay, this is a world of cars and it almost feels like you like put some thought into it. And then in Cars 2 and Cars 3, they just stopped. There's none. There's none whatsoever. There's no other organisms no, other than the they, cars. They didn't okay. try at all. And they keep, they always, they're always referring to like parents and children of cars. I'm like, how do you create a new car? And they talk about like in cars. <laughs> do three, they grow from small? Do they grow from like a matchbox car? <laughs> in, like, in, in cars three, one of the like antagonists is like a young, cool car with a bunch of like computers in it. I'm like, where did this car come oh, from? He's they a talk Tesla. about like they talk about like new models. I'm like, but who is creating these cars? Where are they so, coming from? It just drives theoretically, me if cars if cars change other cars' oil, then cars would also build other cars. So they would be their dad. I guess are they built in factories or at home? Is it the I same don't... as like per, as like being birthed at home or being birthed in a hospital? So does the Probably. does the lady car in the first movie come back for the other movies? Yeah, she's like there. She's she's never like a main character again. So are she and Lightning McQueen like married? They're in a relationship, but it's not really like the focus of anything. So can they have a baby? I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. In Cars Three, like they make it explicit that you know, like the old car who trained Owen Wilson car was like kind of his dad figure, and they make that very explicit in the third movie. And then, but not his actual dad. No, but not his actual dad because he 
There's he has no parents to speak of. Yeah, okay. in, this, in these movies, and then in Cars Three, like part of it is he's like he like takes on like a successor for his racing, and that's kind of like another parent-child relationship almost, like mentor-mentee. So yeah, so it's found family as opposed to yeah, actual but then, lineage. But then that's easier to pal. That's easier. Yeah, to, that's easier that's to much understand. more palatable. But then there are also cars that are like, "This is my dad," and I'm like, "This <laughs> that doesn't make any sense." Are the cars that are dads mechanics? No, <laughs> okay. they're just other cars. Yeah, I don't understand then. Yeah, so this is never. So your lowest movie is Cars Two by by a wide mile, by such okay. a okay. wide mile, because it. You know how, like, most Pixar movies are, like, even if it's not super interesting to you personally, like, it has, like, a coherent plot and it feels complete, you know? Yeah. This was just uh-huh. nonsense. It didn't feel like a Pixar movie. It feels like a one of the worst DreamWorks movies, you know? The ones that always end with a musical number. <laughs> like Shrek? Like Shrek 2? <laughs> like, like a later Shrek, yes. <laughs> oh, after that, none of the- the rest of these can't be so as long. that was number 20. That was number that was 22. Number- 20- Okay. Oh so my the last god! One, because there are twenty-two movies now. This is gonna be a three-hour-long episode. It is. I'm gonna try and breeze through some of these. But okay. The next one is the Good Dinosaur, which I did finally watch because that's the only one other than the Cars movies that I didn't watch when it came out, and it's it's not good. It's just a mess. Like there's not much to say about it. It's just kind of a mess of a movie. Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen it. Yeah, so. what's like a one a one okay. sentence synopsis of the plot? Basically, I didn't... basically, you know those movies about like a boy getting lost in the wilderness and he finds a dog, and they become uh-huh. friends, like a wild wolf puppy, and they become friends. This yeah. was that movie, except the boy was a dinosaur and the dog was a boy. <laughs> so is it is it like Ice Age then, kind of? Kind of, so the conceit, like, the opening is that, like, the meteor that hit Earth and extinguished the dinosaurs didn't happen. Like, it passed by. Right, yeah. So, like, it's millions of years later, and it's, like, a family of, like, brontosauruses and their farmers on a farm. Okay. Like, they they farm the, they farm the sure. Earth or whatever, and the smallest one is a dinosaur named Arlo, and he's not very good at, like, doing stuff around the farm like his brother and sister are and like his parents are and so he's trying to prove himself because he's this little scrawny guy and then they have a quote-unquote critter on the farm but it's a human boy like a a feral human boy the title suggests that there are many bad dinosaurs there are (laughs) that ever there are some bad dinosaurs also the title has says like nothing about the movie it's just like it's the most if you watch the movie, the title is the most, like, bland description. Like, it basically is a story about a dinosaur. Like, it, sa- <laughs> so it says nothing it about it. It should be called, like, a boy and his human child. Yeah, basically. <laughs> okay. But the, the thing, like, apparently for the, when, this, when they were working on this movie, like, it went through a couple of different, like, creative t- overseers and whatnot. So that's why it's kind of a garbo mess. Like, it's not- the plot isn't very coherent. He gets lost. He gets, like, washed down river, and then he- he and the boy become friends while they try and get back home. That's basically it. But- Okay. The main thing that I- that really reveals how little of the concept they thought through was, like, the boy howls like a wolf. (laughs) The boy howls like a wolf. So, like, I was like, why didn't they just make this movie with, like, a boy and a wolf? Because the boy howls like a wolf! So is well, he like a the, Neanderthal? Yeah, was he? Yeah, was he raised by wolves? No, he was. He's just a little feral like human boy. But is he like? He's like prehistoric, right? Yeah, he's like prehistoric, but he does. He does like wear a loincloth made of leaves because they can't show a butt, I guess, <laughs> in this children's movie. But it's just like him. The world being dinosaurs has no bearing on like the plot or any of the setting, like. Visually, it's beautiful, except for these dumb-looking dinosaurs that are all cartoony <laughs> and wandering around. And it's just, it's, uh, there's nothing to it. It, do- it doesn't say anything, really. Mm-hmm. Also, his dad okay. dies at the, at the beginning. 
the of course. boys yeah. or the dinosaurs? The bo- no the one dinosaurs is allowed to have. Dad. Yeah. O- oh, okay. Only the girl from Inside Out gets both of her yeah. parents. That is the only person that gets both of her parents. Yeah. But instead, star. she gets yeah. depression. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> another another reason the good dinosaur doesn't work is because, like, like the, if the people are dinosaurs, right? Like, one of the things about is, like, he gets lost in the woods far from home or whatever, and he doesn't know how to survive, so this little feral boy, like, teaches him, like, how to find berries or whatever, you know? But it's like, the human boy has opposable thumbs. The dinosaur can't maneuver. Like, the dinosaur has to, like, use his jaw to, like, climb things. And the boy is a boy. He's a human. Of course he can, like, climb trees and pick berries. Like, it just, the whole conceit of it is nothing. It's nothing. Okay, so that's I think a good amount of good dinosaur talk. Yeah, I, I have what else nothing to add. I, I, yeah, I have, uh, having not, I guess eventually we'll get to the point where it'll be movies that Sam and I have both seen. Yeah. But, yeah. but these are the shit tier movies. Yeah, these are that the no bad ones see, that so. aren't worth your time. So, all right, what's next, Delia? Um, um, number twenty is Monsters University. Oh, I liked Monsters University. I mean, it's, yeah, it was it's fine. fine. Like this, we're getting to a point where like the movies are now like at Pixar quality of like being like decent watchable movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. There, there's very uh, there's very much a difference between yeah. Monsters University and Cars Two yes, as far as very, sequel very, is very much. Um, so when I rewatched it, I mean, it was fine. Like most of most of it was just like cliche, you know, college stereotypes, especially for like yeah. the g- whole first half. I mean, the strength of that one is, like, the relationship between, like, Mike and Sully is still good, and it, like, is very consistent with Monsters, Inc., and that's yeah. about yeah, it. The, 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 speaking of world building, the world yeah. is already built, and they're yeah. just able to work within it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah and they're they're monsters with thumbs and stuff rather than cars or <laughs> yeah. dinosaurs and stuff, exactly. so exactly. they are generally humanoids. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, like, it wasn't... Although, the thing I noticed a lot in Monsters University was just how, like... You know how, like, the main characters have, like, really interesting, unique, like, character design? Like, you know? Like, Mike and everyone and else in the background is just, like, a round shape? Yeah, like, the, the, <laughs> the kind of antagonist for this one was, like, the professor of, or the, I guess, president of the university. And she's, like, this cool, dragony, centipede kind of thing. And it's very interesting. And, like, when you look at all the background characters, they're all just, like, different colored okay. blobs. Okay. This is embarrassing, but I might need you to retell me the plot because I'm very much getting this confused with the Bob Bur- Bob's Burgers episode <laughs> where Bob goes to a fraternity and cooks for them and then they shoot the, like, provost with spit. And so I need, I, I well, mean, I need would, help. For me, that would have been a more interesting movie. Yeah, do you tell me if this is true or not? Am I correctly recalling that it's kind of similar to the plot of 22 Jump Street where, like, they are mm-hmm. trying to pledge a fraternity no. and it goes well for one uh, and not for the other? Um, kind of. It's a prequel, if you've forgotten. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. The, yeah, it's a prequel, so it's not an adult going back to college or pretending to be a college student. That's how it differs from those two things you mentioned. But, <laughs> okay. so it's like, they're, this is how, like how Mike and Sully meet. They're at college, they're both training to be scarers. Scarers, yeah. Yeah, and Mike is bad at it because he's not scary. You know? Yeah. And okay. then and then they have to play in like the fraternity games to like try and get back yeah. into the yeah, be scarers okay. again, I guess. And they're like about to lose their house. Yeah. Right? The, the, no, they were they were about to get kicked out and they join like the bad lame fraternity full of nerds or whatever. Yeah, you but know? aren't the is it the nerds, aren't they close to like losing their house or something? No, they live in like one of the members' parents' house. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's, Sam, that's not you, a part of it. Sam, are you thinking of the seminal classic, The House Bunny? Starring yeah, you know. I'm really, really thinking about the Bob's Burgers episode. It's all I'm thinking about. I'm so thinking about the Bob's Burgers episode that I cannot extricate my brain from the Bob's Burgers episode. Yeah, but there's not that much to Monsters University, like, other than... Like the care, the relationship between Mike and Sully is like the highlight of it, and it takes a really long time to get there because there's so much like it's clearly very forgettable. Stuff. Yeah, <laughs> okay. There have clearly been other better university <laughs> yeah, properties. Exactly. Um. So number nineteen is Cars Three, which is as a movie, it's fine. I just you know it was nothing special. It's never ca- saw it. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. almost the same as Cars, just like a generation removed. 
And so yeah. it's not like super interesting or totally new. Okay. Um, and then 18 for me is Toy Story 4, which I find unnecessary. Like, it's fine as a movie. Yeah, I, I would agree. Like, it's, it's it feels well, like it's, such a cash yeah. grab, you know, because Toy Story 3 was such a perfect toy movie and yeah, perfect exactly. cap to the trilogy. And so yeah. Toy Story 4 is eh. For me. I just very much remember like feeling emotional when they put the psychopath doll in the like trash and then the little girl finds her and then I was like wait why do I feel emotional about this this girl, this, this doll's been trying to murder Woody the whole movie <laughs> so like it's still as effective as like yeah, the other like, movies yeah, and like tugging your heartstrings it's just but it doesn't it make doesn't, sense it doesn't add anything. You know, I've it's like, not, yeah, yeah. In well while done, in rewatching, but not necessary. I rewatched all the Toy Stories, and in rewatching that, Toy Story Four is just like this extra thing that treads the same ground that they all kind of do. Well, I mean, it the series well. was so well wrapped up in three, yeah, and then like, yeah. I, I mean, I think when they announced Toy Story Four, everybody was like, "Why?" Yeah, everyone right. was like, "Why? Why?" Ten years later, would you do this? Like, everyone who loved Toy Story as a kid are adults now and don't need this. And yeah. they already had the, like, yeah, growing like, up with the toys moment in three. Yeah. So yeah, it's like, right. who is this for? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's to get Bo Peep back. I don't know. Yeah. Right. It, was, yeah. it was a nod to feminism, guys, because she's she's a strong, independent doll who don't need no man. <laughs> who don't need no arm or no man. <laughs> um, and then 17 for me is Toy Story 2. Which I liked. Again, it's a good movie, but yeah, it just yeah. Toy Story two is the one that I remember the least about. I think. I mean, it's I know the it's one Jesse's where, yeah, kind it's of the one where focus. Jesse and Bullseye are introduced. And yeah. yeah, I mean, it's like it's a fun movie, but it doesn't and, and it kind of fleshes out the world a little bit better. But that's about it. So Jesse's not Andy's sister's toy. She's just like a, no, another no, little girl's toy, she, right? She was a little yeah, like girl's a strange toy, old, and yeah. then somebody yeah. So Andy gets her. Yeah. 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 So toy. Toy Story 2 is the one where um, Woody gets, like, kidnapped by an, a, the collector gr- guy. Yeah, a grown man oh, collector yeah. guy who wants to sell Pete him off. Guy. Yeah. With yeah. Stinky Pete or whatever. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, 16 for me is Finding Dory, which is fine. Again, it's a yeah. decent movie, but for yeah. me, like, and I'll talk more about it, but Finding Nemo is such, like, a perfect journey movie and like every mm. beat of that movie is great and finding dory just kind of lingers a lot and it has a lot of like tertiary characters that have a lot of lines and screen time that that yeah. don't actually factor in very much but yeah at, would, the, at the bottom yeah. of this list we're in the territory of movies i saw exactly once in a yeah. theater and a so like are, a lot of them are the uh like sequels and you know yeah I would put Finding Dory below, like, more down toward Monsters University for me as, like, a, a sequel that expand like, expanded the story of it, but, like, didn't really add much. Like, you know, like, it's more of the same, almost, it feels like. Yeah, it's, all of these at the bottom are kind of like, eh, whatever, you know? They're not movies yeah. that I would reach for again. Yeah. Um, and then, you guys might not agree with this, but 15 for me is Toy Story 1. Really? Oh, yeah. Because, I actually, when I was rewatching it, I realized that what made it so iconic was really just, like, the context it was in. Like, it was the first Pixar movie, and the concept was neat. But as, like, a... What it re- what that movie really does is just set up, like, toys are alive, and they exist to play with kids. And there's mm. not that much more to it. There's a lot of, like, Woody and Buzz are, like, debating the existentialism of toys, because he has to yeah. be like, you're a toy! And the Buzz is like, I don't think so. I think I'm the spaceman. <laughs> and that's like the entire thing. Yeah, I mean, it's I, not, yeah, it's not emotionally sure. resonant. It's not, it doesn't have that much emotionally. Although I will say, I did not think that I was going to be so scared of yeah. the kid. Sid. Of Sid. Sid. And the zombie oh, toys. Horrifying. And the zombie toys as an adult. But I was wrong. I was super scared. <laughs> Yeah, Nothing no, I think <laughs> I think for my like mis- nostalgia brain, I'll always love Toy Story, but I'll always mostly remember how scared how s- I was yeah. as the- a kid of Sid's horrible face because they still hadn't got the animation right. <laughs> yeah, all the all the children, <laughs> even Andy, they all they have such weird faces with weird chins, and it, Andy's they, it major looks so glow wrong. up over the movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then after that, or before that, number fourteen. I don't. I'm going backwards. Number fourteen is <laughs> The Incredibles two, which I okay. I rewatched. I liked it. It was good. Yeah. It was fun. It, 
I saw fine. it once yeah. again yeah. in theaters. Yeah. It's in it <laughs> a decent sequel. Yeah, it's a decent sequel. It doesn't quite match. Like when I watched The Incredibles again, it was great, and yeah. it had like it has like such a that mid-century feel and it feels very good and it feels very like immersive when you're in it incredibles 2 feels both too modern and too old at the same time because it looks very shiny and there's like the plot is about like technology and whatever and, yeah but, it's hard to say when it takes place yeah so it doesn't quite it feels just now, a little wrong throughout. i do have a question isn't bob odenkirk one of the brothers yes, or something bob like odenkirk, that <laughs> okay so the the villain is the sister yeah, and then the brother, which is, is Bob Odenkirk, which is literally foreshadowed in that she is literally shown in a shadow when she is first introduced. <laughs> yeah, so I I did when Bob Odenkirk when the character that Bob Odenkirk plays showed up, I was like, ah, it's Bob Odenkirk. <laughs> that's Not as jarring I, as Little Women. But. Yeah, that's that's my because of Little Women. That's my reaction now to see Bob Odenkirk. <laughs> is I have like a little jolt of like, oh, it's Bob Odenkirk every time now. And that's Greta Gertwig's fault because she played me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then number thirteen is Brave, which I like. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a good. I saw Brave once. <laughs> yeah, it was cute. I rem- I remember like I know it's kind of low on a bunch of like lists online that I've read, and I I understand why. But watching it like it was it's still a pretty good movie. It's just like I forgot that the central like conflict, like the mother daughter conflict, is just is just as it's a really simple, just like the mom wants her to get married and she doesn't yeah. want to, and it feels really dated in that way, even though it's only eight years old. Because if you if you had just gone like one step further and actually talked about like why is it problematic that a fifteen year old girl has to be married off as political yeah. fodder, but it doesn't it doesn't ever get to that point. The whole resolution is just that. If you don't well, want to get married, you don't have to, I guess. Well, and, like, yeah. if you want to do a, mo- a mother-daughter movie, like, mother-daughter relationships are so fraught with so many things. I think yeah. all three of us can speak to that because yeah. we're all daughters. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that if you want to make that kind of movie, like, you don't have to make it about a political marriage between Scottish tribes See, I or whatever. Yeah. The, <laughs> see, the strongest thing in that movie is actually the mother-daughter stuff, like, their interactions, except that problematically all of the like most interesting interactions where they like bond and understand each other the mom is a bear and can't talk <laughs> right and it's right. like it's just like god i wish like what i really wanted i wanted more like mom daughter like talking you know yeah and it never mm-hmm. it never really gives that it's just like it makes the whole problem out to be like merida is so headstrong and independent she just doesn't want to get married instead of being like maybe it's a problem that right. we live in a society yeah. where a 15-year-old girl has to be married off to someone in order to, like, forge a political alliance. And yeah, it's never, I mean, it's, well, a, it's a similar conflict that Aladdin has with the whole Jasmine thing right. that they then tried and to update in the later Exactly. Remake, but, Unsuccessfully. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, like, the whole, the whole, like, thesis of it is, like, you can change your fate, but it's not fate. This is patriarchy. It's not fate. It's not <laughs> yeah. fate that they you also- would have to marry a boy that you don't know. This was also the era of uh, movies where they might still be doing this. I don't know. Where they tried to like change the names of movies to make them more appealing yeah. to yes. broad audiences with like the Tangled and the Bear and the Bow would have been a much better name for this movie yes. of like what it, would have it been is. So <laughs> yeah. so much more interesting. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Brave kind of means nothing. Yeah, brave means <laughs> yeah. nothing. All of the it like the movie literally bookends the beginning of the end with like a. a like a voiceover about like changing your fate and it's just like that's not it's not fate making you marry someone you don't know it's patriarchy and it's not brave to like it's not brave to say like uh, yeah i don't want to get married <laughs> that's not bravery that's just like intelligence <laughs> <laughs> that's just humans are women are people and not property right yeah, yeah yeah anyway or bears <laughs> or bears um yeah, bears have rights too Bears have rights, too. So number 12 for me is Onward. That's where I would put Onward. It's almost basically in the middle. It's fine. Yeah. I I would agree with that. Yeah, Yeah, I thought it was Middle of the road. I did. Uh, Wait, wait, I do have to say, we forgot to mention that the dad and all of that. Yeah, I was literally about about to say the exact same thing. Yeah, yeah, because I forgot in the beginning conversation to bring it up. But uh, the the dad dad. looks like John Krasinski. He does. (laughs) The dad is John Krasinski. Yep. (laughs) Get it, Julia Louis-Dreyfus character. (laughs) Yeah. 
she she really uh went she really uh went down in her next uh oh for sure <laughs> that's why she's gotta get with the manticore <laughs> yeah i'm still mad you have julia louise dreyfus and octavia spencer in your voice cast and you just don't do anything particularly interesting with those characters and that's a shame shout out to our producer sean for his very good two and a half men joke about that movie because it's, a, it's <laughs> yeah, a it's, joke. yeah, that's basically what it is. <laughs> yes, another very good title for this movie instead yeah. of Onward. <laughs> yeah, Onward also barely means anything as a title. No. Um, for Eleven, I put Inside Out. I love that movie. Okay, it's great. Yeah, yeah it's a good movie. Um, yeah. I don't know if it totally. I kept saying when I was watching, it, I was joking like. I don't know if this this movie just doesn't resonate with me as much because I wasn't a happy child, <laughs> so I don't I don't relate. Yes, I was me. always melancholy as a yeah. child, so I never I had a moment where I switched yeah, I over. Did, I didn't have to learn how to be sad. I was just doing it already. <laughs> I was a natural at it. Yeah, I mean, I also never moved and like or like had any of my major relationships like you know move away altered in that way so, yeah yeah I, I moved a lot but it was always within like a five mile, five mile radius radius. <laughs> yeah. yeah i do love inside out because i forgot that the girl the girl riley plays hockey and i love that oh yeah and she is oh, yeah. like i do really appreciate in that movie that she's like very much like a tomboy isn't like feminized by yeah. anyone around her isn't feminized by like the voices in her head you know it's all very, it's very nice to see. And also speaking of, like, world, it's, Pixar is all about world building. Like, it's cool to think of the world inside your brain being something like that. Like, yeah. that's, like, the mechanisms inside your mind, like, yeah. being like that is interesting. So yeah. that's why that movie works. I yeah. just love Phyllis Smith's, care, like, uh, career progression yeah. so I, very much. Yeah, she's she's really, like, done really two things. <laughs> yeah, she's done two and, things, and they are both very on brand. Yeah, yes. they're the same thing. <laughs> Okay, now we're getting now we're getting the top ten. My ten, my number ten would be A Bug's Life, because I God. really I, I cannot that. believe that. I'm so, I, I I haven't seen A Bug's Life in a really long time. Yeah, but I, I did not. I liked it a lot. I didn't remember loving it as a kid, but watching it as an adult, it's a lot of fun, and it's very it's a very really tight, it's it's a very <laughs> tight movie. Like a lot of these later movies have gotten longer and longer, but these earlier ones are all like an hour and a half, an hour forty five, maybe. And Maybe I'm doing the Michael Scott thing where I'm confusing it with Ants. <laughs> I, I don't think I ever saw Ants, so Bugs Life is the only. <laughs> Bugs Life for life. <laughs> I am a Bugs Life. <laughs> um, but Bugs Life is really good. It has a really good voice cast. Yeah, I would put it top ten for me too, I think. Yeah. Huh. Maybe it's I just, need to revisit Bugs Life, guys. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was really good. It, like, yeah. it's, very, it's very tight storytelling, which is something that Pixar is very good at, especially in the earlier ones, because their movies were short, you know? Because they yeah. weren't sure if people were going to pay attention to a two-hour movie for kids. Yeah. It's got that janky, scary animation, though, right? Like, a little it's, bit. It's actually not too bad, because not because bad, there no. are, like, okay. ants and bugs, you know? And they have those, like, articulated joints that are bug-like. Yeah. It's really, like, you don't notice it much. You do, I did notice, like, the the kind of... The very like rudimentary textures, like all the ants are kind oh. of chrome, chrome <laughs> yeah. shiny, you know. <laughs> yeah, there's not a lot of variety. Yeah, in, there's like, not, there's not yeah. so much there. Um, okay. Yeah, all number right. number nine for me is Toy Story three, which I by for me by far is like the best Toy Story. It just yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I have to agree with that. That's the one that emotionally broke me because yeah. I was the choice. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> In my notes, I literally wrote in parentheses, probably more emotional for Sam, who, as she has said, felt like the toy being left behind. So, for context. Yeah, we were graduating that year, 2010, yeah. from high school, when that movie came out. So we all saw it together in the theater. And, and I cried. am two years younger. Yeah. And so Sam and was, in fact, the toy being the left toys. behind. While the rest Andy was going to college, college and all the toys were left in a box and all my friends were going to college and I was left in the box. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that's just a really good movie. And it just, it like, yeah. that movie encapsulates like the whole toys concept very well and most concisely. And that's why we don't yeah. need a Toys 4. Right. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. I yeah. agree. My favorite to Toy Story, top yeah. bar. Yeah. By far. Yeah. Uh, number eight for me is Up. 
which I just watched yesterday. Yeah, and Up is Up is just great. It's good. It's a good movie. It's a very good movie. Yeah. I think Up might be the maybe barring Toy Story, the Pixar movie I've seen the most because I just love that movie so much. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, think I've only seen it like once. Yeah, I've only seen it a couple times. But rewatching it, I'm like, yep, this is still just a very solid movie. Everything about it pretty much is good. I think the only thing that like is like the weakest part of that movie for me is just like is the villain the crazy man who locks the bird yeah (laughs) because it's just like it's like the weakest villain and it takes we spend so much time like running from him in a blimp you know yeah (laughs) and it's just like talking uh, dogs good yeah talking dogs crotchety old man crotchety old man little boy all little boy relationship with crotchety old man good very vibrant color vibrant colors Yeah, yeah i was happy with all of it yeah, yeah, Up is just a very good movie. Um, number seven is Monsters, Inc., which for me- I love is, Monsters, Inc. Yeah, well. Monsters, Inc. for me is, like, Pixar's best world building because it really yeah. sets it up really nicely and it, like, feels so immersive while you're in it. And it still Agreed. just holds up so well. So I have a story about Monsters, Inc. Um, I remember when I saw this movie in the theater, however old I was or whatever. It came out I, in 2001, so you would have been like eight. Yeah, or whatever. So uh, I saw it with me and my mom and my um, cousin and my second cousin. And my my cousin was like 30 at the time. But my second cousin was younger than me, so she was probably like six or five or something like that. And... It was the end of the movie, like, right as they lose Boo and they're, like, trying to figure out, like, how they could get back to her. And my cousin was, like, fucking around on the, like, handles for the handicap seats. Mm-hmm. And she, like, accidentally flipped over the bars and, like, cracked her head against the floor. Oh, my God. And, <laughs> and my, co- my cousin and my second cousin, like, wanted to leave the theater. And me and my mom were sitting there and we were like, but we have to see how it ends. <laughs> oh, my God. And, like, <laughs> so they, like, ran out of the theater and me and my mom were waiting. And then when they finally opened the door to, like, you know, and she says, Kitty, we, like, finally left. But I just remember <laughs> the very end of that movie nearly being ruined for me because my cousin tried to kill herself (laughs) (laughs) you risked your cousin's like potential brain damage in order to see the last like she was fine (laughs) there was an adult that left it's fine it's true yeah what was i gonna do (laughs) (laughs) that's such good priorities (laughs) but i I love that movie i had like a sully doll um as a kid, yeah. I had all the merchandise. I watched it a bunch of times. I still own the DVD with the special features. Yeah, also just, very good cast. So, I very good also, cast. Also, I was re when I was rewatching this. I kept thinking, like, you know, Randall the villain. Like, yeah. I just, I was like, I'm so impressed by like how they made him move. Because he's like Steve Buscemi, like, right? Yeah. Is it yes. Steve Buscemi? Yeah, it's okay. Steve Buscemi. <laughs> yeah. But I just love that character design and how he moves and turns invisible and like. Yeah, how he has yeah. six arms. It's just, it's such great character design. I love it. I yeah. also had the uh, the Monsters, Inc. video game for PC. And I remember <laughs> that being very good. I remember it being very fun. I'm sure it was. I mean, again, good a good world building. If you build your world right, you can make it work on a lot of platforms. Yeah. Speaking of uh, actors' careers, though, John Goodman is a career yeah. that yeah. Uh, is kind of wild to think about. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, number six is Ratatouille. I love Ratatouille. I won't apologize. (laughs) I love Ratatouille. I I don't think you have to apologize to me personally about that. (laughs) I hadn't seen it until last year, maybe? Like, last last winter? It's probably one of my favorites. I just, I'm a, I love rodents and rats. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm I'm that person. So, I love that movie. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. It's just a good movie. I feel, I feel like the man and not the rat. Um, <laughs> a classic. Throwbacks to our first episode. Yeah, a classic. Um, number five for me is Cars, and I will not accept your criticisms. <laughs> I will not be dissuaded. Uh, I, I can't agree or disagree because I really don't remember very much about it. It was such a long time ago that I saw it maybe once or twice. Life is a highway. <laughs> Life is a highway. I do, I do have the Rascal Flats like mp3 on my on my my ancient itunes somewhere so i just i know that like cars it's a dumb premise but i love like the found family trope and even though i'm not a person who has any like nostalgia connected to like small town americana route 66 route 66 kind of stuff but that movie feels very nostalgic for me and i think in that one like okay one, one thing I didn't mention earlier is in Cars 3, 
uh, Owen Wilson does say, wow, like three times. And it's so distracting. Every single time I was like, oh my God. I had to like sit down and close my eyes for a couple minutes. He had to become a meme by that point. (laughs) But in the first one, there's none of that. And you can almost forget that it's Owen Wilson. (laughs) He doesn't say, wow. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Oh, no, I think God. I think I liked Cars when it came out. I just like, I think because of how badly received all of the sequels, the sequels were, were yeah. and like yeah, the, the media surrounding terrible. it, and like it just like soured my initial having yeah. not rewatched it. It just soured my initial like reaction yeah, yeah. when I heard I, Cars. I'm, yeah, I'm fine with it being top ten. I don't know that I would personally put it that high in my top. I 10, love it. Yeah, <laughs> it's just. Like, the first one is really charming. Like, it balances, like, the humor and the charm very well. And it's, like, serious at the same time. Like, it has actual stakes. And it feels like it's a good kids movie. And watching it again as an adult, it feels, like, nostalgic and nice. The other, Mm -hmm. the following Cars movies, they were just like, oh, some kids liked Cars, I guess. And so they just, and they stopped thinking about it. They were like, this is just a universe where there's some cars. And they just, they stopped thinking about it entirely. There was a giant piece of paper on the ground! On the ground! (laughs) I do still, I mean, I I am still thinking of why planes was made like i don't like i see the machinations money. behind yeah it was like, but like why did disney get it because they wanted <laughs> because Pixar they wanted to sell want plastic toys they wanted to sell plastic toys of cars right. and planes to kids that's the entire Dis- thing yeah disney probably went to pixar and they were like you should make a planes movie and they were like no thank you and then D- disney was like we will anyway <laughs> yeah we need to get that merchandising cash it's just crazy because it looks the exact same. Yeah, and like, but it's so bad. Yeah. God. We, I mean, I've still never really seen Planes. Yeah. The only time I watched Planes was in the hospital. If you yes. watch it, yeah, with you in the hospital. Yeah, exactly. Um. Okay, so number four is The Incredibles. It's just yeah. a yeah. really good movie. Down I mean, with that. Love, love yeah. The Incredibles. Well, yeah. Also, um, I had forgotten some of like the subplot stuff. Like at the beginning, he's working like as an insurance agent and at a big insurance company. Mm-hmm. And the whole, yeah. and he has like that little boss who's just like out to rip people off. And I'm yep. like, oh man, that is so, that feels so much more relevant now than yeah. it did then. Uh, like, it's one of those movies that just really, it like resonates so much more now in our dystopian times <laughs> than yeah. when it came yeah. out. Because in 2004, we had maybe some hope. <laughs> yeah, that was before the major recession, though our president was George Bush. True. So, <laughs> yeah, true. Um, number three is Finding Nemo. Finding Nemo is a perfect yep. movie. It's Finding Nemo is the movie I watch whenever I'm sick and I cry about like dads. Like I, yeah. th- the whole dad thing really gets yeah. me. A dad who really loves his kid really, really gets me. <laughs> yeah, I don't think yeah. I've ever met a person who doesn't like Finding Nemo. Like I mean, I, it's because Finding right. Nemo is just really great. Like it is. Yeah. The, I said it's the perfect journey movie because like every step of it, like every like different obstacle, every gauntlet that they go through, like it builds up you know, and helps the characters develop. Like, it's not, like, some of these other, like, Finding Dory 2, The Good Dinosaur, like, they, there's, a, like, a journey element to it, but it's just kind of random wandering around and filling up time until we get to the end. Well, and also, like, it's very wholesome. Like, I don't, I don't remember any, like, pure, dumb humor in yeah. Yeah, it's not, Finding it's, Nemo. It's it all very it's, smart for kids, yeah, basically. Yeah, it's, just... it's very iconic humor, and it's, like, very, like, innocent humor. Like, it's tasteful humor, but it's, and it's like aesthetically accessible. Beautiful. Yeah, it's like, aesthetically yeah. beautiful. It's accessible for kids, but it doesn't feel really, really stupid for adults, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it was made just late enough in the Pixar, like, oeuvre that it doesn't have that janky animation from the beginning. Yeah, it still yeah. feels really good. That was the point they got water right. They had to put yeah. back their water <laughs> animation. Like, in, in Bug's Life, there's some water scenes, and the water looks so bad, you guys. It looks so bad. Like, especially because they're ants, so, like, the water is really big. Yeah, they're but, doing, like, do, do whole dew drops as, like, a yeah, juice box. Yeah, but, but the water the water just looks really bad. It's like, oh, yeah. man, it looks so solid. Yep. Yeah. Um, number two is Wally. Wally is perfect. Wally is so That's good. That's surprising guys. to me. I haven't I haven't seen Wally in a yeah, long time. I, I, I remember either. liking it. I remember but... that I liked it, but especially now, it is so again, it's it is a movie that feels so much more relevant now. Yeah. Like it, yeah. it came out in 2008 when we were all like optimistic cuz we had just <laughs> But uh it 
like the thought of like a trash planet now is very very uh i mean it's yeah we have little tiny trash planets we're, all we're over our there. current planet and right. so and, and honestly now i'm watching this movie and i'm like man it is optimistic to think that we would have like perfected long distance space travel by the time we we're overrun by our own trash because in yeah. that movie yeah. like they've perfect it's like you know 50 space 60 cruise. years in this in the future and they've like they have big space boat but yeah. at this point, it's like, man, we'll never, we're not going to get there. We're just going to drown no. our own trash. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. It's sad when it's overly optimistic to expect that you can escape the trash planet you've created. Exactly. He- here's my Wally story. I own the DVD of Wally because I bought it at a Play-Doh's closet with you, Delia. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that's my, that's my personal Wally story. I mean, just watch it again. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need the DVD anymore. I have Disney Plus now, so. Yeah. yeah. And exactly. through process of elimination, I know what your top movie is, and I'm really happy about it, so tell us. Yeah, this was, this was literally, I didn't even have to think about this. I didn't have to rewatch it, even though I have seen this movie, like, three times already. But number one is Coco. By Agreed. far. Yeah. Coco's so same. good. <laughs> it's, Coco is so, so good. And it, like, for me, it is the best Pixar movie by far, because it feels so, like, real and mm-hmm. grounded yeah. even though it has that beautiful like fantasy element it's very colorful it's obviously cartoonish well and honestly in terms of like true emotion i feel like onward is almost a step back from coco it in a way it definitely is because i think coco really demonstrates like getting really serious for a minute like coco really <laughs> demonstrates like the power of diversity when you do it in an, an authentic way you know mm-hmm. And that yeah. the fact that you don't need to make your characters like bugs or cars or what the fuck ever <laughs> in order for them to tell Have a universal arcs. right yeah. and tell a universal story that's very right. relatable to everyone like but yeah. still be grounded in its cultural context like it's just it's a perfect movie the music is beautiful so good mm-hmm. uh, like um I think Bullseye recently uh, Jesse Thorne just did a interview with the songwriters of that movie of that um not that movie that song. Um, remember me remember me yeah it's just so good it's so good Mm -hmm. it's i mean it's just it's a perfect movie yeah and and like you said like the 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 authenticity of it like everything like mexico and spanish-speaking films in general have a lot of like magic realism in them and like that's a trope that is widely used in spanish-speaking media so the ability to then like create this land of the dead and like have all of that kind of stuff in there like it ties in in an authentic and in an, in a natural way and it doesn't feel it doesn't feel out of place to have both the fantasy world and the real world and exactly have like it, all tied it together feel, nicely. If it's the movie that feels the most grounded in like reality, you know? Yeah. Like it, it makes me wish reality. I was younger when it came out, honestly. Yeah, cuz it's yeah. so it's cuz like I mean I love it as a, an adult, but like I feel like as a kid it would have just so like overwhelmed me of being I think like into it. I, and I mean it's just it's just such a great way to like approach death and to, yeah. like, to really describe death, especially to children and to be able to like talk about it, you know? Yeah. It's, it's mm-hmm. wonderful. It's beautiful. And I cried yeah. so much. <laughs> yes. Oh, I, I cry. I cry every time. I cry all the time. Cry every time. I show it to my kids at the end of the school year every year and uh, so that means I've shown it four times a day. <laughs> like the the, the remember me in the back. <laughs> I was gonna say the remember me scene happens four times in a row, and I cry usually three out of four. And the fourth time is just because I'm trying to not pay attention because I don't want to cry a fourth time. That <laughs> do you show it in Spanish or do you show it in English? I show it in Spanish with English subtitles usually. Yeah. Cool. All right, we've got an hour. I think we need to yeah. stop, guys. Yeah, I, we had other things on our list, but we yeah, don't but, have time for yeah. them. <laughs> I kind of figured this might happen because I had a whole list. I made a whole yeah. document just for me. I suppose we can save carrots and Jason Momoa for another day. Tune in next week when we're talking about <laughs> carrot carrot commercial. Uh, we'll yell at Corey because she doesn't eat bread. Um, we'll talk about some other junk. You know, I will probably not even be here because Animal Crossing will be out at that point. So yeah, I'll just well, like turn on my mic and sit in the back. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be our it'll be our quarantine media special because yeah. we'll all have been sitting at home watching and listening to and yeah. reading a lot just of scroll, media. So just scrolling just... through Twitter, lo- looking yeah. at garbage, getting more and more anxious by the day. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, well, I thank hope you for everyone... joining us for yeah. our Pixar special. Yeah, yeah I hope so... everyone who's listening is staying safe and healthy. 
And, right. you know, be be at home. Don't cough into people's faces. If you're a young person, don't be worried for yourself. Be worried for all of the older or immunocompromised people that you could yes. come in contact in your yes. daily life. Yeah, do you guys see the thing about how South Korea is testing everyone and not just old yeah. people with symptoms smart. and all that? Yeah, 20, yes, twenty somethings have twenty somethings have corona or are carrying it, but yeah, don't but don't have symptoms. Yeah, yes, and yeah. South Korea is doing a much better job than Italy because Italy is only testing people with symptoms, and that's why their whole country is on lockdown now. Yep. Yeah. And yeah, just everyone be safe. Don't be racist. Uh, don't <laughs> don't yeah. do don't do a hate crime because you're scared about toilet paper or whatever. Right. Uh, <laughs> Stop buying toilet paper, number one. Yeah, if you, you have don't... toilet paper in your house, that's enough to get yeah. through like three weeks. You're good. Don't worry about <laughs> it. Stop buying all the toilet paper, goddammit. Yeah. <laughs> the, the motto of our podcast, stop buying toilet paper, don't be racist, and wash your hands. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, this has been Discontent, a podcast about nothing and for no one. Um, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Discontent Podcast and on Twitter at Discontent Cast. And if you like our show, I guess, for, if you loved me yelling about paper <laughs> on the ground, um, you should give us a rating on uh, iTunes and subscribe. And our theme song is South of France by the Swing Ninjas. So thanks very much for letting us use that. So uh, I guess that's yeah, that's it. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go continue staring out a window and sitting at home. <laughs> yeah. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.